Hey, Dr. Joel, how are you going? I am good, thanks. How are you guys? We're good, actually. We're good and super excited, as yeah. usual, uh, always, to are have you ready? on the show. Oh, yeah. We yeah. have Surya on the line. Surya, Dr. Joel's ready to uh, listen to your question. What do you have? What's bothering you? My niece was recently uh, prescribed with lithium for bipolar, but I've read that long-term use of it can bring more physical harm. So is there any other better or less effective medication uh, for someone who is suffering from bipolar? Morning, Surya. So I think that's a really good question, but I don't think I'm the best person to answer about medication because I'm a clinical psychologist, not a psychiatrist. Like perhaps Dr. Philip next week can be uh, can give you the part two of the answer, like, right? Um, what I do know is there are uh, alternatives to lithium, but with any medication, like, uh, any sign of psychotropic medication, like, for bi- bipolar or otherwise, like depression, anxiety, all that. Um, typically you do have sort of series of side effects, and the long term side effects can be quite long lasting, like, in that sense, like, right? Um, what I can suggest is that um, alongside the lithium that your niece is getting, what uh, she can do also is to go for psychotherapy as well. So the traditional um, talk therapy, like basically, right? And the reason why I say that is because while lithium or other kinds of uh, bipolar medication is really good at helping to keep the swings at a minimum. Um, by swings, what I mean is that uh, with bipolar disorder, someone is oscillating between depression and mania. Like. Mania means they're on a high. It means they feel really good about things. They feel they can do anything. They can run a, a full cl- a marathon without training, for example. They can buy three cars and two condos, no issues. That kind of a high, like, right? So the lithium will help keep the swings to a minimum so they're not super depressed they're not super high they're little bit depressed, little bit high. So a bit more normal, uh, normal ranges of right. happiness and mania, depression, right? But it's still going to happen. It's still going to swing, right? Psychotherapy is a good supplement to make sure that we can control it on ourselves without medication eventually, right? Hmm. In most cases, you do need medication for long term, but in some cases, that therapy can be a really good way to supplement the medication so we can reduce the dosage. So that's something that your niece can try out and see. Hmm. So lithium though, I mean like, does it affect you? Like, what does it do to your body? Well, it interests thing with my experience of having graves yeah. is is understanding that lithium um, can affect your metabolism oh really yeah so it can by basically affecting your thyroid okay because they give it to some thyroid patients right right um, so it can slow your thyroid oh. down so there's long-term if uh, physical yeah, effects. Yeah. Yeah, and I think lithium is one of the more, um, it's quite an older generation medication, like old school mm. medication. It's really effective though, to be fair. Mm. But also that means that the side effects can be quite drastic in some people. Okay, Doc, we got a message on our DigiLight line here, uh, which says, my name is Pui Kwan and my husband, who quit smoking two years ago, is now hooked on sweets. He's gone from one addiction to another. He says it's a biological need, but I've asked some friends about it and they say it's more mental. How do I cure him of this? Uh, hi, people. I think that's actually quite common. Um, I think sometimes people uh, who are especially smokers, like, right? Um, typically, they are addicted to the nicotine, but there are going to be times when it's more behavioral addiction. So it's just the act of uh, doing something with your fingers, putting something to your mouth and repeating the action and that's why he replaced it with sweets. Some people have replaced it with gum, uh, you know, different kinds of uh, oral fixations uh, that they can go for, right? In terms of fix him, I think it's about trying to um, slowly eliminate that behavioral addiction, right? So that means we can't, I mean, there are times when you can do it cold turkey, you can just say, okay, stop, right? So you know how we kids uh, when they were younger or way back when, like, you know, I've had, I heard stories from friends where if they used to bite their nails, mm. uh, moms and dads would dip their fingers in the chili or something like that and then when you beat it it would like be spicy and then they'll stop like, oh right right okay, okay cause pain to stop an addiction Mon- yeah, marvelous yeah. okay yeah, <laughs> yeah old exactly right. very old, old school. school very old school yeah. 
Uh, but there's some logic in that, like, because you break the chain, like, basically, like, right? So I think with your husband, what we can do is that, you know, um, we build a little ladder. Like. So if she's doing it, like, let's say, um, 10 times in an hour, for example, we try and drop it down to five, right? So one thing we can do is we can restrict or control the amount of sweets he has, right? And that way we can slowly diminish that behavior. And then over time, we can reduce it to four and then three, then two, then one, and eventually nothing. Uh, another thing that she can do is to try and replace sweets with something else a bit more functional, right? Um, gum, for example, uh, as an interim, right? Mm-hmm. Before we finally go to nothing at all, uh, that could be useful as well. Generally, do people, I mean, like, who I don't know because I don't smoke, right? Do they have addictive personalities to start with and then they get started with this and then it just doesn't stop with different different things uh, it's a chicken egg thing I think both both are definitely possible right so you can you not addic- you don't have addictive personality and then you start smoking and you get hooked on the nicotine and stuff like that um, other people do have addictive personality so you see they jump from like cigarettes to sweets to playing with games or fiddling with something or whatever it is right so it really depends like, on the person Dr. Joe we've got a voice note now on a light line from Yen how do I overcome my feelings of inadequacies I've always been told by my family and relatives that I won't amount to much in life and no man will want to marry me and it's all come true. I'm in my mid-30s now and still unmarried and my career is also nothing to shout about. Is my own mind sabotaging me? So what you ask is that everything that she was told, it's ingrained in her now? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I allude to that. Like, you know, I think, you know, you said your own mind is sabotaging you and I think to a certain extent that's true. Like. I think if you grow up listening to stories like that, messages like that from family members, especially mm. it's like your parents and stuff like that, right? As a young child, you can't help but in- internalize or ingrain those messages into our heads like, because that's what we do as children. We learn from our parents, we learn from our family members mm. and a lot of times those are the stories and messages that guide us when we live through our life, like, right? You said that you're in your 30s now and your career is nothing to shout about and you're not married and stuff like that and it's almost like the prophecy is being fulfilled sort of kind of thing right? Mm. but I'd argue that potentially what's happening is also the fact that because you believed what your parents and family said to start with you've made it true right so you're self-fulfilling that prophecy in that sense right you ask how can i overcome this um you know it's not going to be easy because i think it's been so many years right so it's almost like if you have a smoking addiction and ask you to quit thinking like that or quit smoking uh, immediately it's not going to happen straight away but the good news is that it can be done right i think there are a few ways to go about it but i think given how uh ingrained it's been by the sounds of it I would probably encourage you to go see a therapist or either a counsellor or a psychologist, right? To work with them to help you understand where these thoughts are coming from, right? Um, Fundamentally, there is going to be a deep-rooted belief that you have that's been developing over the years, right? And once we find out where that is, uh, which contributes to all the development of all these thoughts that you have, right? Then you and the therapist can go in and try and fix it, right? Right, um, and and change the way you think about the situation. I think that would be the most uh, efficacious route for you, lah, at the moment. Doc, we got another message on our Did You Like line this time from Nithya, who says, "Hi, Doc. I'm a very forgetful person, and I'm worried it's rubbed off on my kids. They're in their teens, but they've already developed this issue, and I'm wondering if it's something hereditary or if it's something they've picked up from living with me. What can I do? Can you pick up forgetfulness? <laughs> it's a habit, right? If it's a pattern, <laughs> maybe. I don't know, Doc. Yeah, yeah. Like like how you know how you can. 
improve memory, you can do things to make your memory better. Same goes the other way around as well. You right. Know? If you are doing a million things an hour, uh, you know, you've got your hands in every single thing while going on around your life, then the chances of you being more on the ball or remembering things better is going to decrease, like, right? So that means what? <laughs> Stay away from the mom? <laughs> how do, how, <laughs> no, what's, la, the, no, what's the thing? Uh, I think, you know, I think if we, if the, the mom can then start the ball rolling like, by being more mindful and just um, start practicing uh, initiating better practices at home like, about how to show so she can remember things better being more mindful about surroundings and things like that I think that will naturally rub off on the kids and then we can also remind the kids as well you know these are good things you can do to improve your memory right I'm quite interested in, one, in what kind of memory lapses she's talking about is it things like for example not putting on a toilet seat or not turning off the lights after they're done for example those kind of memory lapses have more to do with attention than, than the memory per mm-hmm. se like, right? because it's just things we forget to do it's like us you know if we're driving in the car and then suddenly we get a phone call and we have to carry like three bags the chances of us forgetting to lock the car in that kind of situation right. is much higher mm. because it's been distracted right? and teen behavior also right I mean like yeah. we're talking about yeah. teenage behavior right, right, they don't yeah. care they're absent-minded they're thinking about yeah. their next post correct. Yeah. Right? correct correct yeah yeah you're right so I think if that's kind of memory lapses I think it's uh, more manageable because it's, it's more about a lifestyle kind of thing right but if you're talking about memory as in like literally memory like I can't remember what my my, my grandmother's birthday was that kind of memory oh so I see okay, that, okay. if that's the case then it's a bit harder but it's not impossible like, there are ways we can use to, to improve our memory like, right? Uh, Google, Wikipedia and all the kind of things there's, they're chock full of different good memory exercises I think recently there was this documentary that I saw about competitive memory uh, competitive memory games I don't know we call it competitive for right. memory people like, right? it's, that's the and, mind palace stuff where you yeah, train yeah, exactly. your mind to create a mind palace exactly wow. uh, mm. mind palaces uh, yeah. anagrams that, that kind of mm. all different strategies like, right? so those are really good ways to improve your literal memory like, right? your long term memory and short term memory and that one can be hereditary right because um, the adage goes if you're really really smart parents then the kid has a better chance of being a genius themselves yeah, yeah. And things like that. memory is part of that whole cognitive capacity cognitive ability thing so sometimes it can be uh, passed on as well so it really depends yeah. okay doc we have a, a message on our did you like line from anonymous who says I'm a very quiet and reserved guy but recently in my office I started talking to this new girl everything's going great but as time goes by there's new people joining the company and our office is small now I feel that I'm not privileged to speak to her as much anymore because everybody wants to talk to her. I feel like I'm losing the ability to start a conversation with her after seeing everybody else talking to her that has more confidence. I know this is out of my control, but what can I do to ease my mind? That's a good uh, observation on your part. Uh, that the more people coming in, the more uh, this person that you're, you're interested in is attention is uh, spread, right? So they don't, don't focus as much on you or there's not much time to focus on you, uh, I think. Um, you're right, it's an external uh, locus kind of thing. You can't control that there are more people and there are more people speaking to her but you can control what you do about that situation right I think ultimately um, this person's attention is even right that she, she has that many more hours a day that much uh, cognitive capacity to share with everybody right I think if you are really genuinely interested with her then the onus is on you to try and get their attention right and I think in any assuming it's romantic right? or any romantic pursuit in our lives you know there is a need to to try and get the attention of the people that we are interested in right so um, I know it's against your nature because you said you're naturally a bit more quiet a bit more reserved but you know it's I think it's crunch time now I suppose you know what do you want to do about the situation you know um, if you would like to um, speak to her more have more of her time then try 
you know, I think there's no harm, no foul. Best case scenario, she reciprocates and then you guys hit it off and the relationship gets to grow. Worst case scenario, nothing happens. Oh. Then no choice. Uh, then, you know, it's good practice anyway. The next time you find someone that you're interested in, you can try it again. Is this a confidence issue or is it a communication issue really? Um, It could be both. If it's a bit more reserved, then, you know, again, going back to the, the core problem, the why is he reserved in the first place, right? Some people mm. are just reserved because they're reserved. They're just naturally introverted. Like it's me, not like. that they have a... Yeah, like JD, definitely. Most reserved guy, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what? I feel so sorry for JD sometimes. What? <laughs> uh, so, but sometimes people are are reserved, but they're you know, very confident. They just don't don't see the point of it, like, which then could be a communication issue, or it could be just a resource allocation kind of thing. Like mm. there are better things to do, like, right? So, it really depends. Would you regret not doing this, even if it was a no? That's a question. Oh, what's that? Uh, ask. It's better to have tried and failed, but not have tried mm. at all. Is it? Mm. Kind of right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. would you regret it if you would so do something about it? Is that the thing that it? he? Uh, Anon has to have in his head? Uh, maybe, maybe. I think all cliches are there for a reason. Like. They don't exist for no reason. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of truth behind that. Like. But ultimately, sometimes also you have to ask the question, you know, I think there's something that's not worth doing as well. And I think at this point, Anon needs to to figure that out and like, decide for themselves. Uh, for me personally, you know, I'd say try it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? Like, you know, that's my my, my, my go-to phrase most of, more often than not. Like. 